You're listening to The Spinner Room on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. I'm Monty. And I'm Milius. And as always, we're bringing you this week's hottest music news, and we're bringing you a review of the new Slaughter Beach Dog album, Birdie. That said, let's get right into the latest. Taylor Swift released her new album, Reputation, which is her first since 2014's 1989, which was a smash hit and covered by Ryan Adams, and really cemented Taylor Swift as a pop product of the 2010s. Um, so far, the singles off Reputation have been absolutely god-awful, though. I don't know. I, I kind of liked Look What You Made Me Do. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't great. It wasn't what I was expecting. I mean, it wasn't what I was wanting to expect, but I guess realistically it was what expect? I was expecting. What did you want to I expect? I wanted more stuff like 1989, but... I, I, want, I really want a new Carly Rae Jepsen album. I mean, every, you have the <laughs> optimists who are pro Taylor Swift all the way. I'm pro Carly Rae Jepsen. I think she's the best pop artist of the past 10 years. Um, I really wish Taylor Swift would go in that direction and create some really Madonna-esque dance pop. But no, we're here stuck in like electro pop, and it just really is not very good. The album is not up for streaming yet. Uh, Taylor Swift is known to be really stingy when it comes to releasing her music. So I'm not expecting that anytime soon. Yeah, there was that time a, a year or two ago where she had all her albums off of Spotify and everything because whatever. Yeah, you know, because I hate she Spotify. She didn't want it there, yeah. Radiohead did that for a short time too, but they put it back up. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Car Seat Headrest is doing that now with wait, a lot of their older music. Uh, he's taken Twin Fantasy and Nervous Young Man off of all the streaming services except for Bandcamp at this point. He says they're going to come back up soon. but Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Jack White in Detroit said that his new solo album is basically done. Jack White's been working on pressing vinyl in Detroit for the past few years. He's been pretty successful with it. He actually did a collab with Beyonce, and that eventually didn't make it on the Lemonade. But um, he pressed her record, I think. Yeah. Kanye West has trademarked the name Yeezy Sound, uh, which may mean he's doing some streaming service similar to Jay-Z's title. Um, He left title. Jay-Z left Tidal? No, not Jay-Z. Kanye left Tidal. Oh, Kanye left Kanye Tidal. left Tidal earlier this year, and I'm not a big fan of Tidal, as I think I've expressed in a few shows previous to this. Yeah, Tidal, the, the problem with Tidal, they tried to market it as, oh, it's high-fidelity streaming. We're yeah. using FLAC audio format, uh, which is uh, it just seemed, basically a meme in the yeah. music community. But FLAC is a meme. The, the point is, though, like, you can't have a lossless audio quality streaming over an internet service because you're still capped by the bandwidth. <laughs> so it's really, you're just paying extra money to use different Spotify. And you know, they, they waltzed out all these really big actors like Daft Punk, or not actors, musicians, Daft Punk and Coldplay and everybody else. And they're like, buy this, this helps the artists more. And I sat back and I was just saying, why do I want to help artists who already make a ton of money with a streaming service that will give them more money to release bad albums? Like, I'm just not a big fan of title whatsoever. Uh, Wilco released a new song from their Being There era, which was in the middle 90s, and it's really their last of the root rock and deep alt-country albums. It's 2 minutes and 12 seconds long, and it's acoustic. I don't really care for it, despite being a pretty massive Wilco fan. Uh, we're going to play a sample of it right now. Well, don't cry for me now, sisters and brothers. Dynamite my soul. Watch it rise above the trees and the gutters Step not where it falls My heart has been long forgotten My bones have been pushed through the door That was the new Wilco song that has come out. It's called... Um, Dynamite My Soul. Dynamite My Soul. It's, it's pretty... I, it's just bland compared to the rest of that album, so I don't really care for it. 
Yeah, I mean, I've never been a huge Wilco fan, unlike you. Um, I've, I've always thought they were a little bit bland, but oh, this uh, not Hot not take. anything super special. It's fine. You know? Yeah, it's all right. Um, also, Pianos Become the Teeth has released a new single uh, called Charisma. It's we're going to play a good. sample of that right now. Very good. That, of course, was from Charisma by Pianos Become the Teeth. This is off of their new album, Wait for Love, which is coming out on February 16th on Epitaph Records. Um, this is, of course, their first new album since 2014's Keep You, which marked a noticeable shift in the, in the, uh, sorry, the band's sound. Um, they have been a staple in the post-hardcore, neo-post-hardcore scene for the last several years with albums like uh, Old, um, Old Pride and um, The Lack Long After. And Keep You noticed a huge difference in their sound because there were no screamed vocals on that album. It went completely yeah. to, to clean vocals. And it received really mixed reviews from people within the scene and just music reviewers in general um, because it seemed like they had lost some of the energy they had before, yeah. um, which I could totally see that. With this song Charisma, though, I think what they've done here is they've brought a lot of that energy back from their older material, but it's still got the clean vocals, the cleaner production, unlike their older stuff. So it's a really interesting place for the band to uh -huh. go. Um, and I'm really excited for this album. I love the production on this song. It, it was a beautiful production. I agree. Really, I agree. really firm. All right, so now it's time to get into our review of the new Slaughter Beach Dog album. Uh, James, do you want to talk about Slaughter Beach Dog for a little bit? So yeah. I know you suggested this to me that we review this today. Yeah, so Slaughter Beach Dog is the solo project of Jake Ewald, who was the former guitarist and co-vocalist of the band Modern Baseball, who I'm a huge, huge fan of. Um, he started working on Slaughter Beach Dog during the creation of Modern Baseball's last album, uh, Holy Ghost. He was writing some music that he didn't feel quite fit modern baseball. It, it was doesn't. a little bit too personal. And it, it, it doesn't. It really doesn't. In, in um, style, too. Style and substance it does not fit modern baseball whatsoever. And the exciting thing about Slaughter Beach Dog is that modern baseball has put themselves on indefinite hiatus while the other lead vocalist, Brendan Lukens, works on his mental health and some substance abuse issues that he's been aware of and made pretty public. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we may never hear from them again. We may hear from them again one day. We don't really know. But I for now, Slaughter Beach Dog um, is what Jake's working on. And I think something to note about Slaughter Beach Dog is it's definitely, like we were saying, a change in style from modern baseball. It seems like Jake here is kind of taking a back seat in the songs. They're a lot more slow-paced, easygoing. They're not even slow-paced, but they're less energetic, so in a sense. So, the way I viewed this album is, it feels much more influenced by indie rock than anything else. Especially bands like Wilco, Alex G, and Bright Eyes. Um, more Wilco in the Sky Blue Sky era and the A Ghost Is Born era, where they're more, you know, flowy and much more laid back. So... And I can see the influence of early Bright Eyes here from the Fevers and Mirrors yeah. era or the uh, Put Your Ear to the Ground era. So There's definitely Bright Eyes here, but it still has a tinge of emo pop that Modern Baseball presented, but it's so subdued you hardly hear it, and you it hardly ever comes up. Um, just in some of the guitar production style, I think that 
it remains. Yeah, and in, you can hear, I mean, the influence of modern baseball here, too, especially if you compare some of the softer modern baseball songs like uh, Pothole or um, oh, I'm Having a Blank, but some of their softer songs, um, you can hear the influence, but it's still markedly different. Yeah. Less melodic, more subdued, in a sense. There's also, I feel like this is a lot like Pine Grove, and I feel like there's a lot of alt-country influence here, as weird as that sounds. Just in the general style that this album presents itself, I feel like it's very, very indie alt, and not much emo involved in it whatsoever. Um, so the album starts off with a song called Phoenix, and I think Phoenix really captures the personal lyrical themes of this album and some of the lyrical themes that were present in modern baseball and emo in general, and it wraps them up in a lo-fi rock song. Uh, this is one of my favorite songs on the album. It's a low-key opener. I'm not a big fan of how the production changes drastically from this song to the next because it's a lot more well-produced on Golden Green, which is the next song. Um, however, and it feels like the lo-fi was done on a more select basis, which feels almost fake. And the song reminds me of a Hotelier song. Phoenix is one of my favorite songs on this album. One of my favorite songs I think that Jake has ever worked on. Um, let's play a sample of Phoenix right now. This is, of course, from the new Slaughter Beach Dog album, Birdie. Your mother asked for a picture. She says today's your birthday. In some strung out western stutter. Making all the world her ashtray. She adjusts her aviators with an absent shaking hand. Tilts the camera 45 degrees and calls out modeling commands. That was from Phoenix by Slaughter Beach Dog. You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale, WRFH 101.7 FM. There we go. Um, <laughs> back to the review here. Um, I agree with you. I like the personal lyrics here you can tell that this is like a very personal song for jake the way that the lyrics not only the lyrics themselves but the way that the vocals are presented yeah. on the songs the kind of subdued guitar tones um and it's really interesting it's a great song it's kind of surprising i think if this was released a few years ago it would be surprising to have this as an opener having such a subdued song as the first song on the album but in trend in the recent trend in similar bands or They've been starting in this off scene, with... have been starting off their albums with low-key songs yeah um, like um, The World is a Beautiful Place did that on their 2014 album, Harmlessness. Um, so, you know, it's it's kind of a trend. I can see why he did it. And it's it's a good song. I love this song. In general, um, one thing that I am concerned about, though, is this trend of putting the softer, more personal songs first. It feels like it's just getting so cliche by a lot of, you know, indie pop and um, emo-influenced indie pop, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I think this is a good song. I love the chimes in the horn section in this song. Um, that said, Golden Green, I feel like is a better song overall in terms of my personal taste. It's It overwhelmingly sounds like an alt-country-flavored indie rock song, Aiken the Wilco, and it represents a departure from these lo-fi elements on Phoenix. It's catchy. I love the slide guitar and organ. The vocals are mixed a bit too loud, though, against the instruments. I really wish the instruments were brought up here, especially that organ which is common in a lot of the songs on this album, but you can hardly hear it against the vocals, which are just booming on this album. Yeah, I can totally see that issue with this album. Um, A lot of the songs, the vocals do seem like they may be mixed a little bit too high. I don't think it's quite so bad that it necessarily detracts from it, but I would like to hear some of those instruments come up in the mix of it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Uh, That leads us to our next song, which was Pretty Okay. Um, 
interesting enough here, Monty in the in the notes here says that this reminds him of an AJJ song, and I got exactly the same vibe from him. Wow, that's um, the first. A lot of this album, honestly, especially these songs that are more hi-fi produced and such, remind me of The Bible 2, uh, the most recent AJJ album. I, I really album. like that album, so there's a little bit of a divide here. Um, but I, I totally see that um, that connection here. I appreciate the production on this song um, more than Golden Green, though, and I think the song moves forward nicely. I don't really get why they have the female vocal harmonies here. It just feels like it was sort of added last minute, and it only comes up once. So it feels like he tried to make sort of a crescendo, and it really wasn't. It was just there. Um, so, yeah, I don't really care for this song too much, but it's an interesting song. Yeah, um, you know, it didn't stand out to me um, in the backdrop of this entire album. I think that might be my biggest gripe with this album is that a lot of the songs don't stand out on their own. Yeah. You know, you listen front to back, there's a few places where think certain things will stand out, but it sounds a lot almost like these could all be the same song. I feel like the instances. next song, I feel like the next song though stands out to me, Bad Beer. Oh, I agree. Bad Beer is a great song. Bad Beer has a really, really cool chord progression and it reminds me very deeply of Built to Spill. Um, like keep it like a secret era built the spill, but it's not exactly there all the way because if it was, it would be a 10 out of 10 song. Um, this is a nine out of 10, eight out of 10 song, but the bass is really nice in this song. It's my personal favorite off the album. I really wish that they again brought the instruments forward because there's a, like I said, a nice organ here and the, it just sounds so undermixed and it could be sounding so pretty. Uh, the guitar solo is amazing here and it really does feel like a Wilco and built the spill cross. And I love how the guitar slides. Yeah, I can totally see that influence here. Again, I it's a similar theme that can be brought up, I think, throughout most of the songs on this album, this alt-country, late-90s uh, alt-rock influence that you yeah. hear in a lot of these songs. Uh, next song on the album is Shapes I Know. Uh, do you want to talk about this one a bit, Monty? Yeah, the organ here is finally brought to the front, and it's produced nicely against the acoustic guitar. It follows a similar theme of the rest of the album, though. And for being one of the longer songs of the album, I feel like it's just mostly filler, and it could have been done better and I feel like a lot more could be been done with it and it's just too low key for its position in the album yeah I would agree it's it's another one of those songs that I think kind of just takes a back seat while the album kind of just progresses on in a sense um, there was nothing really memorable about the song yeah yeah I would agree and then we move on to sleepwalking which I actually like a lot I love the guitar tones here it's different because it stands out and it starts out with an electric guitar as opposed to an acoustic guitar like the rest of this album where you're bringing in the um, electric guitar later on in the song as sort of like a flavor element. Um, this uses it fully and it presents the guitar and the verse in a very plunky way similar to modern baseball or other emo but the guitar solo is fantastic on this song and it's one of the best songs and it's really really catchy. Yeah I like this song a lot. Um, really catchy. Um, it feels like Almost throughout a lot of this song, it's building up to something yeah. that never really comes, though. And I think that happens a lot in this album. I'll talk more about it at the end here. But We're going to play a sample of Sleepwalking, though. He says he never truly learned how to network. Oh, you know, we'll call off the show. That was Sleepwalking, which, as we were talking about earlier, has a much more 90s feeling to the song itself and is, I think, one of the more enjoyable songs in the album. 
And then we move on to fish fry, which is a change back in the production to lo-fi. But it, I really don't care for the song much. I liked fish fry a lot. I think that what's really interesting about fish fry is the lyrics here. I listened really closely to the lyrics on fish fry, and I think that they're really interesting. They deal with you know the personal themes, uh, ideas of like loss or like. Um, you know, kind of watching the world go on yeah. while you don't move with it. I thought this was one of the more interesting songs of this album. Again, it, it kind of is one of those songs that just kind of carries on, but the lyrics do stand out to me here. So next is Buttercup, which I see James is underlined in his notes. Uh, do you want to talk about Buttercup, James? Yeah, I really liked Buttercup. Um, this song takes a departure from the traditional production that's featured on a lot of these songs, whether it be more of a lo-fi or a hi-fi production. Um, you don't have, you know a lot of traditional instruments it seems like it mostly is like interest like guitar tones and i think an organ was what i picked up there's, on a, there's there. an organ in there um, and there's a really interesting three four drum beat that comes in at a couple times yeah i thought this song was really interesting it broke up the pace of the album which is something i wish this album did more um again though it feels like it builds up to nothing in a sense no i feel like this song is just there i wasn't a huge fan of buttercup if i had to be brutally honest it's my least favorite song on the album we're gonna play a sample of it though because i like it a lot so we'll let you guys listen to it make up for your own minds uh here's buttercup from the new slaughter beach dog album birdie last night at the bar from a table in the backyard where the townies could not overhear We made our exchange How little we had changed That was Buttercup off the new Slaughter Beach Dog album, Birdie. Yeah. Uh, that brings us into Friend's Song, which is a song that I liked a lot on this album. Um, it brings back that lo-fi production yeah. in a sense. And it feels, again, kind of like it's paired here with Buttercup. I feel like the um, the tracking here, they, they should have spread these songs out more because the they're both yeah. the most lo-fi songs on the album and they're both the most subdued, low-key, low-energy songs on the album as well. So having both of them here at the tail end of this album kind of slows things down in a sense. And if they had spread them out a bit, I think it would have broken up the kind of monotony that the album falls into It makes times. the album a bit lethargic near the end, actually. It moves at the first half. And, you know, I actually really like Friend's Song. It reminds me of Sparkle Horse to an extent, but not really. Um... I feel like it's sort of filler, though, because it's only 2 minutes and 17 seconds long. I feel like there's not much going on besides the fact that it's incredibly, incredibly lo-fi, as opposed to the other songs who are that are also lo-fi. Um, this one just dives into it. And then we are led to Acolyte, which is one of my favorite songs. I think it's a good way to end the album. It sounds a lot like, again, Wilco and Pinegrove. And it has a very melodic chord progression, which I enjoy greatly. Yeah, this was a, another really good song on this album. Again, though, I think that the um, the sequencing kind of hurt it because yeah. it comes off of Buttercup and Friends Song both being these slower, lower energy songs. Acolyte, again, is kind of a, one of the, it's not quite as slow and low energy as those two songs, but mm -hmm. it still falls into that similar thing, um, which... Brings us to kind of our final thoughts here, my complaints with this album. First, I'm going to say I do like this album a lot. I'm a big Jake Ewald fan, mm -hmm. and I've been a big fan of modern baseball for a long time. My problem with this album is that it always feels like it's building up to something that never comes a lot of the time. Yeah. I can't tell if that's because 
I'm expecting a modern baseball song to have kind of like that crashing chorus and the, you know, the booming bridge and stuff like you have in a lot of modern baseball stuff, or if because it's actually just kind of monotonous in a sense. And I like I like these songs a lot individually. I was a bigger fan of the EP uh, Motorcycle.jpg that he released earlier this year um, because it was shorter and this kind of the same ideas being in similar songs made more sense then. I wish he had done a little bit more to break out of that mold here on this album, which unfortunately he didn't, but it's still, these songs are very good songs. Uh, there is a little bit of a slowcore influence, but it's definitely more indie rock and maybe even indie folk influence than Modern Baseball was. Yeah, and my overall thoughts on this album is there's a lot going for it. It feels a bit derivative, and by all means, I should really like this album because Wilco built the spill on various Chapel Hill sound artists I really enjoy, but I feel like the production is really a negative thing on this album. It feels almost amateur-esque. Um, I really wish that there was a lot more you know, organ, a lot more instrumentation brought forth to the front rather than hidden in the back. I feel like a lot more could have been done. Um, that side, it's a decent album. I'm giving it a 7.3. Yeah, I'll, I would probably give this album 7.5, maybe an 8. Um, probably the 7.5, I think, though. Yeah. Um, I'm really interested to see what Jake does in the future with this project, though. I think it has a lot of potential. Um, it, there's definitely a lot of stuff going on here that's interesting. I just want to see him kind of break out of that mold a little bit yeah, and sure. go into some different directions. Anyways, that's all we have for you guys today. Thanks for tuning in to The Spin Room. I'm Milius. And I'm Monty. And we hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Yes, for sure. Thanks, guys.